Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. No, no, it's Merry Christmas. I say this, hello. This does come out on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas! Thank you. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm Jolly Old Saint Nick. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have Bah Humbug. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was mine. and romance. I got putting a little love in your heart. <laughs> oh, man, I was hoping you were going to say Festivus. Nope. Put a little love in your heart. Mm-hmm. Festivus was Monday. Well, we take turns selecting from these movie genres, movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. But this time I went with not quite horror, but oh, Christmassy. It, it's definitely a horror. Some of it's horrifying. Mm, that's yeah. true. No, it, it's, For the wrong reasons. It, it's, it's a horror movie. And it did 1988 Scrooged. And it did 1988 Scrooged? No, and I did. Yeah, but that's not what you said. <laughs> Well, playback will show. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Bill Murray. Yes. Who's yeah. a bit cunty. Well, depends on who you ask, I suppose. Harold Ramis. Well. <laughs> so. His old army buddy. Let's see. IMDb gave this um, 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 71%. Really? Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. So is that the thermometer or is that the audience score? Oh, I don't know. I have to check. Mm-hmm. Lane will get on that. Because that seems high. Metascore, 38%. Yeah, see. Metacritic. That's high for Metacritic, though. When Metacritic has you above, you know, I mean, under 50, yeah, some shit has gone awry. The budget was $32 million and it ended up making $60 million. Obviously, not released in China. No. Ghosts. Ghosts are illegal. The audience and the thermometer both say 71%. Oh, wow. That's weird. Mm. But the, the Metacritic same? is definitely... 38. 38, yeah, because I looked at that Because that's the only way you're getting this movie in. Well, yeah. Then, yeah, but I would argue that it didn't make its money back because it's like, oh, yeah, it did. no, movie theaters want money too. So they keep <laughs> half. <laughs> well. So it didn't make its money back. Maybe on a VHS sales. It is a bit of a cult classic. It is definitely VHS sales. <clears throat> the uh, director is Richard Donner. Did Superman, Lethal Weapon. He's done a bunch of films. Those are classics right there. You know. Written by the Mitch. What happened in 88? <laughs> written by Mitch Glazer, did The uh, Recruit, and Charles Dickens. <laughs> He's he got did the credit. <laughs> Great Expectations. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> I haven't. Charles Dickens. <laughs> uh, starring Bill Murray. Welcome back to the podcast from mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels. Uh huh. And also from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. Yeah. Karen wasn't. Allen from Raiders of the Lost Ark and yeah. Starman. Ooh, Starman. She will always be from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's all she's been. <laughs> she's been in a ton she of looked stuff. familiar to me. You didn't recognize But I've it? never seen Starman. Never seen Starman? <laughs> but you've seen Raiders, yes, right? I have. No, you, I have. Have you seen it recently? Not recently. Uh, I remember liking Maybe it I should I watch little. it. I don't think you should. I've seen it. I think those are like one of those movies you should leave in the past. Really? Oh, yeah. man. I don't remember it being great. makes me sad. I don't remember it ever being great. I don't remember it being great, but I remember liking it. Okay, well, you let me know how that works out for and John Forsyth, right? How you say yeah. that? Forsyth, yeah. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. She's in Animal House. From Charlie's Angels. He was the voice of Charlie. Mm. I have uh, some reviews, but what did you think going in? She was the mom in Indiana Jones and the King- Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> I don't think so. She was a mom in that. To Mutt by Shia LaBeouf. 
Uh, what it, Who ruined that franchise? Garlic? I thought, I'm assuming this has something to do with the book A Christmas Carol. Nope. And I never saw it. <laughs> John, it you never saw it. It kind of like, I don't know, gritty for a Christmas movie for me. Just by the cover, I gritty. guess. <laughs> I first saw this in a theater in 1988. Really? She was yes. the mom in the sand lot. There we go. Welcome back to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. from the Sandlot. Thank you, Elaine. <laughs> With Dennis Leary. <laughs> and the great Hambino. James Earl Jones uh, movie. Yeah, it's a James Earl Jones flick. Um, I thought, well, hey, I've always enjoyed this. Hey, Elaine? I thought, man, I haven't seen that in a really long time. So I watch this every year. Where the fuck are you? I don't watch this every year. <laughs> like it's on the... You're probably in the room. <laughs> because I... This is not a movie that I have any attachment to in any way, shape, or form. There are several movies, Christmas movies, that I watch every Christmas season. And this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Name but, three more. Um, Love Actually, mm-hmm. Just Friends, Live the Weapon. Okay. Die Hard. Die Hard. Well, I've already... You know, he said name three. He didn't say... We've already done Die Hard. did I also watched Iron Man 3. We watched Love Actually... I haven't done Lethal Weapon or Gremlins. You, he yet. watched Edward Scissorhands. Did you watch Gremlins? No, we're gonna watch that tonight. Okay. <laughs> or maybe what's today? Oh, we got time. <laughs> well, because I wore my Gremlins sweater the other day, and you're like, "Ooh, I should watch Gremlins," but I just was curious. If right, because then I, you try not to pack all the Christmas movies in too soon, otherwise Christmas Day you have nothing to you watch. You only have three days left. Yeah, I know. Well, Christmas Day we gotta watch Wonder Woman, of course. We probably won't watch it Christmas Day. No. Why not? And it's not a Christmas movie. I'm going to be busy on Christmas Day. If I watch it on Christmas, it makes it a Christmas movie. <laughs> Is that how that works? That's how no, Godfather no. became a Christmas movie in this house. I do watch that every Christmas. <laughs> but I usually take care of that before she's awake. <laughs> it's the first thing he watches on Christmas. Because okay. I usually get up like 3 in the morning, so I watch Godfather. Yeah. Have you watched the Supercut yet? Which one's a super? Isn't there one where they cut them together? The Godfather oh, Saga. The Saga. Yeah. yeah, I've watched that many times. Oh, have you? Yeah. It just, you just I don't make it. Why haven't you I watched guys that? I've been sitting home for a month and haven't never watched that. I still haven't watched any of the Godfather. You didn't get to see John's face when he's like, I've seen that many times. Many times. Many times. He, he, his face was a visual scoff. <laughs> like, visual scoff. How dare you? Speaking of scoffs. I all of a sudden became Greta Thunberg. How dare you? I have some reviews. You do? I do. Here's one from... Bop Dog. Bop Dog. This is a mean-spirited and ugly little movie. Not any kind of holiday film. I disliked this movie when it first appeared 14 years ago. I've just now seen part of it again. And like a bloody car accident scene, I couldn't turn away. But afterwards, I felt dirty and polluted, as if I needed to take a shower. I had forgotten how truly mean-spirited and ugly this glob of vile really was. Wow. Yuck. Did we watch the same movie? One wow. out of ten stars. At least he rates it appropriately. It wasn't like <laughs> six out of ten. I know. All right. <laughs> yeah, you usually... watched this 20 years ago. <laughs> well, his, this is from 2002. So. Oh, really? Like... Oh, yeah. So 18 years yeah. ago. Wow. Second one is from... What if he still feels the same way? Probably. Doobie. Maybe he has some love put in I his doubt heart. He I'm sorry. It since. From, I need to hear this name. Shh. Doobie Keebler. <laughs> this dude was high as fucking, um, what do you call it? A giraffe nose. The Caps Perfect Modern Christmas Movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. Has this guy seen Elf? <laughs> has this guy seen Love Actually? Did has he feel this guy seen Jack Angus? Frost? Which one? Just Friends. Gremlins. Although that's not as. Says, Gremlins wouldn't say It's older than this movie. <laughs> Little. 
I'm amazed by all the negative and mean-spirited comments for this movie. Scrooged is a cinematic gem, one of the most outstanding films of the 80s, or at any time for that matter. Did Bill Murray I'm write sorry, this? I'm sorry, did you say the most outstanding movie of the 80s? He, he, he may have, because it says, Bill Murray at his comedic best, and he's entirely convincing as a bitter network executive who has lost sight of the important things in his life. <gasps> Periods are our friend. <laughs> like family and friends. You know the Dickens story, but Richard Donner's film film version breathes life into the story and gives it extra meaning for modern audiences. Dude, punctuation. Deep breath, deep breath. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He keeps talking. Do so you know what a run-on sentence is? No. <laughs> Need a column in your life. There are some people on Facebook where I'm like, all right, Tony, I have to read this to you, but let me take a deep breath because this person does not use punctuation. <laughs> right. I would rather now, excessive he said this punctuation is the best movie of the to 80s. no punctuation. He's familiar with a little other Christmas movie, Cobra. I tend to uh, err Cobra. on the side of I excessive. Mean, there's so many good I'm... movies in the 80s. <laughs> Lethal Weapon? We've debated... Cobra, you're classified as a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, there's yeah. Christmas trees in it. Right. I mean, I don't even shop here, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't shop here. Funniest thing in the whole movie. It's such a good... I, I almost said that's such a good line. movie. I almost said that was such a good movie. That almost carried my mind. What the hell? <laughs> that would have been you on the recording. <laughs> I'm delusional. <Play. laughs> I'm like, we're going to have to go back. I don't think you yayed that movie. <laughs> no, I didn't. I think I made it just on the pizza scissors. <laughs> I did watch that, well, not recently, recently. A couple oh. weeks ago. Every time that comes up in the Flophouse Facebook group, because it does periodically, um, somebody comments, why would you cut pizza with scissors? <laughs> Why would you keep your gun cleaning kit in an egg carton in the fridge? I don't know. Maybe it needs to be cold. It doesn't. How would you know? Clean many guns at the Jazz Triangle Factory? <laughs> oh, snaps. No, but I do at the Beverly Hills Gun Club that I go to weekly. <laughs> we have a bit of old business real quick. Oh, we old do? business. We have Johnny's review of Venom. Okay. Venom, Venom. His favorite character? Shock. Is Venom. <laughs> His least favorite character is Riot. His mm -hmm. favorite scene is the first time Eddie turns into Venom. His favorite line is, we will eat both your arms and then both of your legs. <laughs> and then we will eat your face right off your head. You'll be this armless, legless, faceless little thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. His favorite tertiary object is the rocket. And yay, yay, nay, or maybe, he gives it an awesome. An awesome. And, and just refresh my memory. How old is Johnny? Five? Oh, Ben's going to be offended. I know, because I know. I don't remember. Yeah, I He's in kindergarten. Um, so five or six. Also, five. he recently when requested to be called John. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, Is it because of this podcast? He wants to drop the knee or the E at the end. Oh. You know, I think you should embrace it because, you know, it happens. People give you nicknames. I wasn't Johnny until I was in my mid-20s. <laughs> that's true. He used to hate that. And it's okay. It'll come back around. You just got to embrace it, Johnny. I'm a Johnny, too. And, don't forget, and there's that other Johnny, five. Yeah. He's, He's alive. A, yeah, he is. Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. Johnny Walker Blue. No. Johnny Walker Red. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Ooh, look oh, at all, look at all the cool Johnnies. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Johnny John, Depp. Johnny, Johnny Be Good. Johnny Utah. Mm. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Utah's cool. <laughs> yeah. I brought him Bodie. Terrible undercover agent. He's like, aren't you Johnny Utah? Yup. <laughs> well... <laughs> There's that. <laughs> like, good thing there was no Google back then. Yeah, They'd be they like, didn't know Johnny Utah. Didn't you become an FBI agent? Yeah, bro. I did. All right, then. But that was way better than the remake. That remake was fucking uh, I a, a legless, faceless turd in the wind. <laughs> I refuse to watch that. 
Well, this story is based on a Christmas carol. What are we talking about now? Uh, Scrooged. <laughs> we jump movies about 12 times. Um, which an elderly miser, Ebenezer Scrooge, is visited by three ghosts, past, present, future, and this scares him into being more kind to everyone. Yeah, it was a meme I saw recently that covered the Christmas carol. It was a, a guy saying, you suck. And then three ghosts yelling at that guy, you suck. And then that guy going, yay, Christmas. <laughs> I did see that. It's like, yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, this film starts at Santa's workshop. The big man and his army of elves are loading up gifts for the Christmas run when the North Pole falls under attack by mercenaries. And Elaine was like, are we watching the right movie? I know, everyone did. Amanda came in and was like, what movie are you watching? And he's like, Scrooge. And she's like, did I see a different movie? <laughs> Is this new? It's been a long time since I've watched it. So the elves pull out machine guns, and Lee, as Lee Majors, the $6 million man, comes with a Gatling gun. It's called The Night the Reindeer Died. I'd watch that. It's a Christmas show for this TV station, IBC, along with Bob Goulet's Cajun Christmas, which I would watch that, and Father Loves Beaver. <laughs> no comment. Where's Dad? Oh, if I know him, he's out there chasing the beaver. Well, two beavers are better than one. <laughs> I've heard that. It's twice the fun. Ask anyone. <laughs> so it's a programmer's like board meeting led by Frank Cross. He's not impressed. He wants to see the Scrooge promo. They play that for him. It's a very traditional like breakdown of the story, but with a few f- flourishes like uh, Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim and Solid Gold Dancers, which nobody's going to know what that is probably. I know what a Solid Gold Dancer is. Yeah, but most people don't. What is a Solid Gold Dancer, Lane? They were a dancer on the show called Solid Gold. <laughs> that was on on Saturday mornings. When cartoons were over... Then you would either get Soul Train or Solid Gold, depending what channel you were watching. Uh, we always got Soul Train. Which Soul Train? Because the opening was cooler. <laughs> Do you guys ever sit around with your friends and you know? All the I, will. Hey, will. <laughs> I will. Hey, Will. If someone yells Soul Train, everybody put gets in line. You start dancing on the thing. You got. You didn't do enough drugs in high school, I guess. Mm. We did that at school dances, and I didn't do any drugs in high school. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. <laughs> Me too. Well, Frank thinks this traditional take for the commercial is crap. So how does Will know? Is this like a magical yeah, power he's got? I don't know. He has he's... an amazing ability to Look, call every Carly, time. if you're updating Will on when we're podcasting, but you're not <laughs> updating me, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. The last time I talked to Will, I answered Tony's phone because he was in the kitchen. And Will was like, hi, Carly. How's it going? I got to talk to Tony right now. <laughs> Ooh, was it really important? It was about the Mandalorian. <laughs> So yes, very, very important. Was it the God, he was like, "It's nice to talk to you, but I don't want to talk to you." Where's wow. Tony? <laughs> He's gonna laugh really hard when he listens yes. to this. You'll remember him from our Blade episode. Blade, Blade two. two. Blade two, where we taught him about racism. <laughs> so <laughs> we still haven't done Blade three. Right? I know. Are we, we gonna have we him have back to, for we that? Have, to have him call, Have to have him come back for that. Mm. That okay. could be arranged. Well, there's no rush on the Blade 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> Maybe I'll pick it for next episode. Maybe I won't be there and he can take my seat. <laughs> Got to start the new he year He has a little fresh. recording studio at his house. We could take a little road trip. Didn't yeah. he live in Richmond? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's why it would be a little road John's trip. John's like, that's too far for me to travel. <laughs> it's more than an hour away. Well, Frank says that they've spent $40 million on this show and they need better ads. And that's 1988 money. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. <laughs> 
That's like you can make a Marvel movie for that. That's TV studio yeah, money. TV that's show. not like movie studio. Also, this is going to be a live broadcast. What was the on Christmas Eve? What was the budget for Iron Man? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Didn't they do some kind of weird live thing last year or the year before on Christmas? I didn't watch it. I don't know. Uh, the only mm. live crap I usually see is like when they're doing phone parades and trying to raise money Dick for Locks, Rock or, and Eve. or parades mm. or Rock and Eve. Yeah. I thought they did it like uh, sometime last year. I thought there was a live uh, version a of... Um, well, 45 minutes. Sorry, what is that so. stupid Lynn manuel Moran? Yeah, Hamilton. I'm Maybe. pretty sure they did a live event of that last year. Oh, okay. Sometime around Christmas, maybe. Hey, okay. I Wonderful. Well, so. Frank has put together his own ad, mm-hmm. and he throws it on, and it basically terrifies the viewer into watching it. It was the most 80s commercial mm-hmm. ever. It had the 80s music. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think Stallone was in it. didn't really make any sense, though. It looked like a, a commercial for Cobra. I was like, go with <laughs> the first ad. It actually tells people what they're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Based on the second ad, I would have watched it. <laughs> Based right. on the first ad, I would have been like, I don't need that in my life. First of all, it's called Scrooged. If you need to, yeah. if you need help with that, <laughs> well, nineteen eighty eight though, I might have watched it anyway. There wasn't a lot of choices. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, if you had that network. Yeah. <laughs> so Elliot, who's played by a bad Bobcat Goldfway, tries to talk to Frank about. Oh, what's after his the last meeting? name? Goldfway. No, no. Goldfway. Elliot. Oh, his character. Uh, Elliot. What is his last name? It's something weird. It's something extremely Burger weird. Burgermeister Meisterburger. I thought you were going to know it, so... But no, I can't Elliot. It's lo- it begins with an L. It's, um... It's really, ro- really, really dumb. It's Louder Milk. Louder, Louder milk. milk. That's it. Louder Milk. What? And Tony... I, I told Tony what? that I think this role would have been better played by Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, almost every role could have been better played by Rick Moranis because he's <laughs> a great actor. Only if there was a Morangue scene. I feel like, I, I told Tony, I was like, I feel like he's trying to do a Rick Moranis and he's just not doing it well enough. I think the first, <laughs> I feel like he was I think doing the first, a Bobcat Goldwing. Oh, yeah. I think the first half probably would have been better, but I don't see Rick Moranis running around with a shotgun. Yeah. You know who was supposed to that role? was Sam Kinison. And he was pissed when he found that he didn't I get it. I don't know. John has picked two movies now that have showcased very different Rick Moranises. So I think he could have done it. With a yeah. shotgun? I've never seen him threaten. But yeah, anything. I could see Kennison in this. Kennison oh, would have yeah, been great. Especially as yeah. the drunk, crazy one. Yeah. Because he'd have just been act playing himself. Normal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would have had an act to be the first part. There's no way that Murray and Kennison would be in the same movie. Yeah, they. I think they got along fine. I feel like... Kennison and Goldthwait didn't get along. Well, I feel like Murray would not want to be in a movie with Kennison because Kennison would upstage him. Well, he's a scene stealer. Did you ever see that scene in... Um, Back to school? Yeah. Mm. Or anything he's in. He, he did a It's a Bundaful Life, which I got to watch. Have you ever it's seen It's a that? Bundaful Life. Is that a porn? No, it's the Married with Children Christmas episode. Oh. It's a Bundaful oh, right. Life. Yeah. I was thinking it was about butts. And it's, no. And it's also a Christmas carol. And the ghost is Sam Kinison. He's like, I'm looking for an Al Bundy. And he's like, I yeah. And he goes, yeah. no. It's very funny. We got to find it. We got to find it. We got to watch it. All right. Married with Children look for is on Tubi or Hulu. I don't know. I, I never watched it growing up. It was one of the All right, so shows. Elliot uh, <laughs> stays behind after the meeting and tries to talk to Frank. Uh, he asks Frank if maybe he could tone down the blood and gore and the commercial that he's going to keep running. Frank thanks Elliot and immediately tells his assistant, Grace, to have him fired and thrown from the building. He even times it. He's like, but it's it's Christmas. And he's like... 
thank you for reminding me. Cancel his bonus. Yeah. That's Not that he was giving bonuses anyways, but... <laughs> she got a blanket. It's one less, one less towel. Um, that is not the same. If you're promised a bonus and you get a towel, you're going to be pissed. I'm just saying... Christmas vacation. I would like to say, though, that... Not that this gentleman deserved to be fired because he was doing a good job. But if you're doing a bad job, it shouldn't fucking matter what day it is. If it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go. <laughs> so after Frank makes uh, Grace tear down a picture her son drew because it was ugly, they go over to Frank's or right. go over Frank's Christmas list. And on that, I will say you have to find out how old the kid is. If the kid is like four, and you leave it up, it's cute. But if the kid's like fourteen. No, that's much. I don't think you get to decide whether my kid's art has merit based on his age. Yeah, he should be at well Depends. above that. Is this her workspace or his workspace? <laughs> Are they allowed to have personal items that's at their true. desk? Ooh, good question. It could be as a someone who sat at your desk. Five situation. <laughs> yeah, but as someone who sat at your desk, hun, I don't think you should be able to judge other people's desk accoutrement. I got shit all over. I got a wall of just fake hundred dollar bills. Mm-hmm. That's true, facts. True story. You should give them the homeless people. All the stuff. Uh, and I have a picture. I have a, a little thing of Frank Sinatra when he got arrested. A little sticker. Nice. Yeah. I've seen that. Everything right. at my desk is work related, and other people sit at my desk all the time. I'm the only person <laughs> that sits at my desk, but I don't have anything personal at my desk either. Well, they go over Frank's Christmas list. It becomes very clear that Frank sends you a towel if he doesn't give a shit about you, and a VCR if he wants to kiss your ass. He sends his brother a towel. And Grace. Do we need to explain what VCRs are? <laughs> they play VHS tapes and, and that was, were out before DVDs. It was yeah. my front runner for favorite tertiary object until I found my favorite tertiary object. Oh, nice. It is not the VCR. <laughs> and Grace gets a towel and a face cloth instead of her bonus. <sighs> Frank, uh, Frank breaks out the uh, tab and vodka drink that he drinks a lot of, which I don't understand. But. <laughs> That's because you don't know about Tang. <laughs> I don't know about Tang. I know about Tang. I don't know about Tab. Oh, sorry, Tab. <laughs> what is Tab? tab it's a soda. soft drink. It's soda? A, it's a cola, though. Yeah, it's not very Ew. good. You don't mix vodka. <laughs> vodka doesn't really have a flavor, though, so what would it matter? Because you mix darks with soda. With, with uh, colas, you mix darks. You don't mix vodka with Coke, do you? I mean, you I'll could. I why not. I don't see why yeah, you can't. Cool. Rum and Coke. Rum's not. Well, well rum's dark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Usually lights are mixed with juices. Yeah. Fruitier. This is weird. But I don't know. I'm not a liquor drinker. Well, the president of the company comes to visit Frank. Frank mm-hmm. goes on and on about Scrooge, but the press, but Preston is his name, has bigger concerns. He's worried about TV programming for cats and dogs. He wants an ad. Uh, he wants to add programming to catch that slice of the market. Maybe a cop that dangles balls of string as his gimmick. Because if, they, if they're smart, in 20 years, dogs and cats could be regular viewers. Yeah. In 2008, were the dogs and cats regular viewers? I'm going to have to say no. yes, because there's plenty of people that leave their TV That's on true. for their cats and or also, dogs and like to put on things like the Animal Planet because they think their pets like to in, watch other pets. In 2018... 
Tony turns on YouTube for the cats, and it's like birds. He only did that in bugs. 2018. Well, he still does it now, but well, I just was going TV's, with 10 years after that. TV's only, and so recently, got good enough for most cats and dogs to see them. Oh, well. Like, the older older levels of TV's cats and dogs didn't really see them as well. Now because, that they're HD, yeah. they can Who see is them. doing all this cat vision research? <laughs> I don't know, but Tony's reading it. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've, uh-huh, had, cats and dogs. Seen it? I've had cats and dogs my whole life that have never seen TVs. And, and stuff. How would you know? Because Maybe they, don't they just don't want to watch Dallas. <laughs> Why wouldn't they want to watch Dallas? You got to find out who shot Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but we will every once in a while be like, man, the cat is really into this movie. I watched The Grinch the other day, and, and Belmont was all over that shit. <laughs> Which Grinch? The cartoon. Oh, nice. That's Tony's favorite. Your three-decker sauerkraut and Tolstool sandwich. With arsenic salt. Tony can, like, recite the whole thing. So can my mother. My mother loves the Grinch. (laughs) I had to buy her a Grinch watch. No, uh, no, watch. Wallet. Because she was obsessed with this thing. And was like, I want this for Christmas. And it was six months. It was like June. (laughs) (laughs) There was a really cool Grinch uh, makeup collection that came out this year that I almost bought her something from. But I had already bought her a piece of... Does she listen? Uh, probably. <laughs> I this already is coming out Christmas Day. That's so. true. <laughs> I, mailed her, so I, had already... I mailed her box of presents a few days ago. It might get there. It might not. It yeah, might yeah. Make it, yeah. Don't it's, listen it, to it, our it, podcast before you open your presents. It is well, not no, going to get worry. there. Before. But I bought her Sorry. that an I Love Lucy lipstick. And so I wasn't then going to buy her something from the Grinch collection because I don't even know if she would wear an I Love Lucy lipstick. I just also know she loves Lucy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, though, because that show is... Now, is the Grinch collection better. mostly greens? No, well, some of it is green, but no. it's mostly on the packaging. Ah. I mean, I can show it to you if you really care, but I don't think no, you're much I, of a Kylie Jenner fan. During the <laughs> podcast. Why not? We've done everything else. No, 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 no. To talk about Are we still in the first <laughs> open credits here? That's never a good sign. So Preston leaves in the elevator. Um, as he's going, uh, no, the other side opens an elevator, and uh, a young executive named Bryce Cummings shows up to say hi to Frank and that he's going to be around. He went to school with Preston's son and then he leaves immediately. Frank is threatened by him and runs to find out who this Bryce character is. So do you think that he got fired from this network and then got a job at another network and that is eventually the place where Gremlins 2 takes place? Ooh! So you're saying... you hated headcanon. I just was asking a question. Only if she doesn't. She's not asking a question. Only if, you, if she doesn't. She's already worked it out. It's, it's like plot like hole. You solve the plot hole? Bad. If she does it, it's fucking genius. <laughs> Look, I'm the only one that has the appropriate plot hole spackle. <laughs> <laughs> yarn. I thought it was yarn. <laughs> it is. See, they keep using spackle. <laughs> Depends on the size of the plot hole. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's just an afghan and you have to go with it. Well, Grace says he's a slime ball, but has uh, has to run because her son has a doctor's appointment. Frank uh, goes crazy about this and shouts shouts this down immediately, saying, "If he works late, she works late." She's, We're a team. She's pissed, but and tells us tells Frank his brother's waiting in his office. We're indivisible. They walk out together, uh, Frank and his brother, and while, and while on the streets, James asks Frank to come by his house for Christmas dinner this year. The Frank uh, refuses. He always does. He says Christmas is for kids. It's a crock. His brother leaves dejected, but says, tells him to have a happy New Year's. His anyway. brother's like, why don't you like Christmas? He's like, oh no, I love Christmas. All these people just watch TV. No, no, he, <laughs> he said the boob tube. Why don't we call the TV the boob tube anymore? I don't, because it doesn't have tubes? 
It doesn't have tubes anymore. <laughs> it did sure. used to. If you want to bring back the boob tube, I'm sure you probably can. That and Tallywhacker. Also, oh. in the 80s, there were a lot more boobs, too. Well, and I don't think it was just that, but you used to say you boob as like you dunce or you dope or you nerd or whatever. Well, now the dumbass, but now, now people swear things back. more, so they don't say stuff like that. Who got tangle ass in the conversation last week? Anybody? Not me I at all. I did not get a chance to. No tangle I didn't even try. <laughs> don't you work with children? Yeah, I'm going to vote that you don't. Yeah. <laughs> probably not a good idea for you. I, actually, if Carly works tangled ass into a conversation, <laughs> it's probably because she's telling a work story and we don't want to know. <laughs> there is that. Because this kid in a tangled work, ass. She does work with children who need a little extra help. That's true. So if, if she uses tangled ass, it's probably a work it's story. It's not tangled ass, it's tangle ass. <laughs> Can say it however I want. No, you can't. You you don't. Oh. Oh, you know you got this one beard here. You didn't quite trim. I know. It's the flavor saver. I just put it. In <laughs> As your is that the one that's encouraging the others? That's what Cross is when he's got like three long hairs on his chin. They're just encouraging oh my the others. God. <laughs> that's the leader. It's the alpha hair. Enjoy that, Audra. <laughs> Those are beard facts. Scamardella beard facts. That's just funny. I named it Audra. So Frank oh. steals a text. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. It's weird. She, she's my favorite sister-in-law. Weigh in. Send me a text three weeks from now. Oh, yes, man. at 11 o'clock when she's trying to sleep. Oh, Christmas will be over. I won't care as much. Well, Frank steals a taxi from an old lady to, get, uh, his, to go get his humanitarian award from a uh, dinner. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I didn't Sometimes see that Sometimes it coming. hurts because I give too much. I feel like that should have been a more central plot point, that he's a terrible person receiving a humanitarian award, but they, he just got one and then that was it. It was over. He's like, I will always cherish this, and then he leaves it in the cab. And outside we see Elliot's begun to wander the streets and apparently trying to purchase alcohol to get drunk. Uh, Frank returns to work, leaving his award in the taxi on purpose. Grace has returned from the doctor's appointment with her son, Calvin. Uh, apparently, he's a mute and hasn't spoken for years. The doctors seem to be unhelpful. Frank's enjoying his tab and vodka, not tang and vodka. Sorry. When he hears a tapping. Oh, I drank that one time. I threw up. As if someone gently rapping. Rapping <laughs> your chamber door? Yes. He opens it. No one's there. He goes back in his office, locks the door, and then the whole front of the building starts to shake, and, bu- and then the front door buckles and bursts open. Um, Frank pulls out a revolver from his desk drawer and a dusty corpse walks in pulling a golf bag. He seems to know Frank and uh, pours himself a drink. Frank unloads his revolver into the corpse and the corpse continues to drink. He says, it's fine to shoot me, but watch out for the Bacardi. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he's he's drinking a little Johnny Walker. No, Bacardi. Was it? Mm -hmm. No, that was brown. Um, the corpse uh, drinks, and then all the the holes in his body, the drink pours out of it like a cartoon. That old yeah. gag. But Frank now recognizes him. It's his old boss, Lou Hayward. He explains that he's lived his life all wrong. Money, women, success, all that doesn't matter. Kindness, mercy, and charity, that's what's most important. Lou says it's not too late for Frank, though, and three ghosts will come to visit him. The first tomorrow at noon. So, the thing I don't get about this is Jacob Marley 
told Scrooge that he'd be punished. And, like, you know, he was covered in the chains. Two ways to and, chase away you down. Yeah. yeah. But Lou's just like, you're just going to end up a moldering corpse. Well, we're all going to end up a moldering corpse. That's kind of how death works. Yeah. So I don't understand. There was no feeling of threat here. Like, yeah. if you don't change your ways, you're going to end up in eternal damnation or something like that. Yeah. It seemed like he just kind of hung out as a... Like in American War for London or whatever, like yeah. he was half half dead or whatever. And it's like, well, that sucks, but it's better than hell or whatever. Or do we even know he would be half dead? You just, you know, yeah. it seemed like the biggest threat was you'd have a heart attack on a golf course. Well, that doesn't seem bad <clears throat> as far as ways to go. Yeah, it's worse. Um, so he says he'll meet him tomorrow. The first ghost will meet him tomorrow at noon. Frank says that's bad for him. Maybe Thursday he can squeeze him in. Trader Vic's four o'clock. Lou growls and picks Frank up by the throat, pushes him out the window without breaking it, and holds him there. Frank begs him to bring him back inside. If he falls, people will think he's a suicide. Um, and his, uh, the decayed arm holding Frank starts to fall apart. Finally, it gives. Frank falls, um, I guess, about this 10, ten stories. Him, but not into being a better person. <laughs> but he lands in his office chair, and uh, the phone auto-dials auto his old girlfriend. Claire Phillips. Frank runs to the phone and leaves a desperate message that he needs to speak with her immediately. He he sees that his office isn't wrecked and thinks maybe this is all bullshit. This is also weird. Why would he call her? Why would his phone auto call her? Why would she why would he even have her number? She's the key and he doesn't have a number. The spirits do. I figured yeah, he he was supposed to call her if he wanted to get his life right. But well, I figure Lou, Lou Hayward is the orchestrator of all this. He's trying to save his friend, right? Well, Isn't that what Jacob Marley yeah. does to Ebenezer? I yeah, but, and there is a love interest in The Christmas Carol, and Ebenezer is reminded of this girl that he almost married that he loved. But they don't get but, back together. But he shouldn't have called her until after the ghost of Christmas past takes him back and reminds him of this girl that he loved and then fucked shit up with. It yeah. doesn't make... It, it, doesn't make sense just because we know that that's where the story goes doesn't make any sense for them to do it early i think they just doesn't need to stick make it sense in there because like they're like, really ramming it down your throat yeah <laughs> then a golf ball pops out of his mouth okay we cut to grace's house she has a large family and they ask her about her bonus she says she's drying her hair with it the kids all have uh decorated calvin as a christmas tree since they can't seem to afford one which is sad. Yeah. Why would you de- decorate a little kid? Can't they laugh at their That little kid looks like he does not like it. Yeah. I know. It's just, I think this scene was, was supposed to make you feel bad for these kids, but I didn't feel bad for these kids. <laughs> I felt like, bad for mm. the one kid. Yeah, just the one. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't talk, so. Just, just the one. The rest of those kids can go fuck themselves. I don't really feel bad for that family at all. Like, yeah, they don't have very much money, and yeah, their father died, but... They, they're pretty happy. They're pretty they happy, and there's, what, four kids that five. are... Five. Five kids, four, at least three are basically working age. They can probably all get jobs. I mean, there's way too many people living in that apartment, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. So, like, it sucks, but... But it, I don't feel worse. bad for you. Um, I am always going to feel bad for people who can't talk. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Oh, yeah. Like I said, the one kid I feel bad for. <laughs> the one kid and, and the other kid who was in Lith Weapon and now this... Um, the one that likes GoBots? The boy, yeah. <laughs> so back at Frank's office, news is out that the um, 
an old woman. Nobody likes to go about Alfred, Alfred, hi. An old woman has <laughs> died like after go-bots. seeing his commercial. She was scared to death. Yeah, she was painted. <laughs> Pe- painted? <laughs> we could do this all day. Yep. Uh, so Frank gets super excited and says to run the promo every half an hour. You can't buy publicity like this. Every half hour. And I don't see how you could possibly prove that some old woman was scared to death. Fuck off. They do that, though. There's always, every time a big horror movie comes out, they do that shit, too. This guy died while watching it. Yeah, well, he was also 200 pounds overweight and just ate a bunch of chicken wings. (laughs) Just just happened to be on. Yeah. I will say, I do miss only seeing the same commercial once every 30 to 60 minutes. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, it's true, because when this came out, you're like, wow, every 30 minutes, that's a lot. Now, if you ever watch YouTube videos, you watch the same commercial every five. Or Hulu. Yeah. Or fucking... Every 30 seconds, you know what? You watch a five-minute video, Uh, they might show you the same commercial twice. Yes. I watched the same stupid commercial with LeBron James and Sprite like 15 times this morning. I'm like, I'm never drinking Sprite. Right ever again. <laughs> I'm not getting that one in my news feed. Like, oh. guess what I'm going to drink? 7-Up. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm getting 15 perfume ads a minute. Wow. It's bad. Well, like, at least it's no more Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart fucking shilling Tostitos. Which, by the way, I'll never eat again. <laughs> if Snoop- You're making a stand, damn it. You, you no got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Exactly. I don't know. Snoop you know, Dogg was saying something about... Mm-hmm. He's got some YouTube ad that starts with... Um, him, you know why he's all happy? And I always say, because you're fucking rich, and then I turn it off. Because <laughs> you, you've never lived life? You've been famous forever? Because you're fucking rich and high all the time. That put anybody in a good mood. Mm-hmm. But he'll tell you how hard Let me cry into my piles of cash because my life is difficult. I'm Snoop Dogg. Isn't he Snoop Lion now, or is that another thing? Uh, I don't Why are we know. talking about Snoop Dogg? Oh, it was my fault. I brought it up. Because you said LeBron. <laughs> and no, then I brought up Snoop and Martha Stewart. Why those two hang out? I don't know. One's a felon, the other one's Snoop Dogg. Oh, hacha cha cha. That's why. True story. She's got more street cred than him. Maybe he, maybe she went to him as like one of those get hard situations. I think it was the other way around. Like he's like, hey, I understand you know how to actually be a tough guy. I've lost all I my play one on TV. I've lost all my street card in the decade since I was actually on the street. Later on set, rehearsals are happening with Frank overseeing everything. A lady from Standards and Practices says the solid gold dancers have to change their costumes because you can see some of their nipples. And the nipples. Oh my god. I look, I didn't see anything. Frank is like, it's only a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And I want it to be that way. (laughs) It's just the top of her areolas, but oh my god. (laughs) They argue back and forth, and she's hit on the head. by a lamppost. Now it's weird. All right, now we have to dissect this. Go ahead, Elaine. We got five minutes. <laughs> like, I was thinking, is that really her nipples? But I guess it is. I'm sorry. I just... I kind of just want to... I want to... Because I saw this a shitload on, like, TNT or something. And mm-hmm. I want to see how they... How did they fix this back then? Because they nowadays they would just, like, CGI it out or try and cut mm-hmm. the scene. But I don't know. They I don't probably think they could fil- cut the scene. They probably they filmed it? it more than once. One oh, with her right. nipples actually Never showing TV what added. you see. In the version we watched. And they might have just cut this whole scene for the TV version. But they probably, you know, they probably have it where you can't actually see any of her nipples, but it just is cut from here to there, and they're saying you can see her nipples. (laughs) Although it is funny, though, because she gets gets hit by the lamppost or whatever when they're moving shit Uh around, and she falls on the ground, and she's unconscious, and he goes, hey, somebody get somebody to take care of her, and make sure her nipples are covered up. (laughs) thought that was hilarious but i'm evil well friends i know that you're all happy that tit talk has been resurrected yes <laughs> her, her nipples, nipples didn't fall off oh 
My God. What now? That just made me think of that movie you were watching. Movie? L.A. Confidential. We watched L.A. Confidential last night. Good I haven't seen it. You never saw L.A. Confidential? I've never seen what it. What the fuck? Where were all of you in the 90s? The only so, one giving a pass is Carly. Let me tell you this. Anything. Let me tell you this. I've never actually seen L.A. Confidential. Oh, my God. But there's this one point where they bring a mom in to identify her daughter's body. Okay? And she says, does your... And she couldn't... She's like, it looks like my Susan, but my Susan was a blonde and this girl's a redhead. So they ask her if she has any birthmarks, and she does. So then they take... No, no, stop. She says, yes, on her hip. So they take the blanket off from her, on top of her head, all the way down, exposing her breast assist to see the birthmarks. I assume this is an older woman. Well, the mom is an old woman. No, no, the daughter is like 20. The dead daughter is like 20. (laughs) Okay. Not like 10 or something. Oh, okay, okay. Anyways, but the fact, the thing is, they couldn't she's trying to, the they bit? couldn't just lift up the sheet the by short, her yeah. leg. They had to flash the whole naked body. And I went, what the hell? And I said to John, is this what they do when they go no. to identify a body? And honestly, um, LA Confidential, really, Tony? What the fuck? It's just one of those movies, There's every once in a while there's a movie that slipped by me and that's one of them. My, it's, it's good, huh? It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, quite, it's quite convoluted. Yeah. Oh. The other Kim night Hissinger. when we watched yeah. Love Actually, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah, I've heard of Guy it. Pierce. Tony did a fake out. Who? Kevin Spacey. Oh. Tony did a fake out and he brought down uh, Jason Triple X. So <laughs> nipples falling off. <laughs> well, I said let's like, watch a movie this together. It's the movie we're gonna watch together, and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you can watch whatever you want. And then I tried to hide it. I was like. You didn't bring me a movie. And he's like, yes, I did. You're holding it there. And I threw it. <laughs> so now she owes me $3. Because It landed on the couch. <laughs> In the case. If I was sitting there and you put on Jason Triple X, I probably wouldn't get up. I'd just ignore it. I am doing a puzzle. Jupiter. <laughs> I don't see how that is. This is apparently a very years. hard puzzle, by the way. I forgot her. Would you be so super distracted by nipples falling off? I Not wouldn't. normally. <laughs> I don't see how that could possibly matter what he's watching while you did a puzzle. And it it's, the pieces are the, tiny. The thing that upsets him, though, is he wants me to sit on the couch and watch it with him. And I want to put headphones on and listen to a podcast and do a puzzle. <laughs> Can't you compromise and you do the puzzle, but you listen to Jason Triple X? No, because he wants me to sit by him. No I'm not listening to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. This episode of The Marriage Counselor is not going well. Back to your regularly puzzle scheduled. Puzzle time is podcast listening time. <laughs> Back to Scrooge. Well, Frank hears his ex Claire call for him, Lumpy. She seems very happy to see him, and he likewise. The solid gold dancers practice, and Frank wrenches this. He's what? like, look, you can barely see their nipples when they're dancing, and he moves her head so she can yeah, see. Yeah, he it. like wrenches her neck so she can see. He goes, see? No nipples. They keep using her as a joke, like she keeps getting hurt and stuff throughout yes, the movie. Yes, but then she sexually assaults a guy at the end, so nah. fuck her. <laughs> She may have been under duress. Because in my country, we talk to women. We don't drug them with plants. Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> where Alan Rickman canceled Christmas. Claire says uh, that Frank sounded very scared on the phone, and she wants to know why. Um, but an animal wrangler who has a little mouse comes over and wants help. He can't seem to get these miniature antlers to stick on top of the dormouse's head. He says, have you tried staples? Frank blows him off. I don't think it would work. I, crazy glue. Certainly glue not. seems I like mean, it would work. There's, there's got to be something you can do, but glue seems like it would stick to fur. 
I was trying to wrap presents and was sitting on the floor, and the dog hairs kept getting stuck in the tape. <laughs> so I can't imagine that glue would not work. Um, Frank snatches up a little boy that seems to be hiding and uh, pushes him up against the wall and starts to question him. But it's Calvin. Grace snatches him back from Frank and says, what the hell is wrong with you? Frank Many tries things. to talk to Claire, uh, but the hammering keeps continuing on and on. makes it hard for them to talk. Frank yells at the crew to stop, and part of the set collapses. Uh, not just part of it. Almost all of it. Well. It's a big domino effect. So then he goes to meet Preston at lunch. Preston says that he thinks Frank is pushing himself too hard, maybe spreading himself too thin. Well, he's obviously having a nervous breakdown. So he hires Bryce to help him. And just as, Bri- just as Bryce sits down to eat with them, Frank is highly pissed. They order drinks, and as the waiter brings them, it turns new moon. Frank sees an eyeball in his drink and starts to freak out, but no one else can see it. Well, that would freak me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh. Then he sees a dude on fire. Yeah, one of the other waiters catches on fire. And Alicia Keys breaks out. This Which, this doesn't make any fire. sense. The eyeball thing, maybe, but the waiter catching on fire, I don't get why that is even That didn't thing. happen in Charles Dickens, I don't think. No. no, but I don't get why this is the thing. I don't get why he's... And if he's seen people like... It's one dude gets lit on fire. It's not like he's seen death everywhere well, no, he think, looks or people are corpses. Or, I think they're trying to get it him. It doesn't make any sense. It sounds like there was guys all hopped up on cocaine. It was like, no, because then somebody comes in on fire. And I like, think they're yeah. just trying to, to, to tear him away from this meeting because he's supposed to meet the ghost Obviously, at noon. It's just, and he's just going to sit and eat dinner or lunch with these guys for freaking two hours. Mm. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, in the original story, this all happens at the night. When Scrooge is sleeping. Yeah. Like, he's not talking to anybody. Yeah. yeah. The ghosts aren't coming to him during the day, and he doesn't lose his mind. Well, Frank says he needs some air and runs over and then throws uh, champagne chiller contents on the waiter, but he wasn't on fire. Frank says, I'm sorry. I thought you were Richard Pryor. And then he walks out. But he eats shit on the doorway, and that was actually real. He actually did eat shit like that. Really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I always enjoy things like that. Yeah, when they let it, they let them keep it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Frank well, calls. Hey, great, keep it. Frank calls for a cab. It ends up being the first ghost, uh, driving like a maniac. The ghost of Christmas past. Buster Poindexter. Had that, when he got that in song. There. Yeah, it was hot, hot, hot. Well, the other one, that you, Santa Claus. Remember that song? Yes. Yeah. Played it on uh, VH1, I think, a lot back in the day. The cabbie drives into the smoke. And uh, his fare counter, whatever it's called, counts down to 1955. A meter. It's called a meter. Meter? Fare mm-hmm. meter? It's a meter. <laughs> uh, takes Frank back to his childhood home. Frank, sit, uh, Frank, young Frank, sits and watches TV, and his dad comes home and gives him a pound of veal. Frank, Merry Christmas. Frank tells the ghost that this is all stupid. Uh, why are you showing me this? And the ghost says, you can say what you want to, but... Uh, till the hunt sat and said the same thing and then when he saw his mother Niagara Falls Ghost says that they can't hear or see them anyway so. you know what next year for Christmas you're getting a pound of eel <laughs> and if you don't get it <laughs> oh, I'll get it <laughs> also I thought it was funny that he's like that's like $40 worth of eel <laughs> yeah it would be an expensive gift so you better fucking like it <laughs> we see that Frank's dad is a prick and he had asked his father for a toy train his dad tells him to get a job Frank's mom says she has to go out. She's pregnant, and uh, her eyes are all misty. She says, Merry Christmas, Frankie Angel. And he says, Merry Christmas, Mommy. And Uh, then she leaves. 
his dad was played by his brother Joel. Or no, his brother Brian. Yeah, all the Brian all Brian. of his brothers are in this. Yeah, all of his family members in this movie are his brothers. Um the go and then Frankie starts to cry when he sees his mommy. And uh the ghost tells him Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. I don't I I don't I I'm assuming his parents have passed away. But the crying for me came kind of out of nowhere. Like he didn't seem sentimental about this scene at all. His mom didn't do anything particularly nurturing except for say, Peace out, I'm leaving. <laughs> she said she loved him. Yeah. <laughs> she said she loved him. But I just it just I was like, Oh, and now he's crying. Okay. <laughs> well, when your mom walks out it's one of those moments. Yeah. Um, we see that dead inside Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Chandler so we see that Frank has a reason for not liking Christmas as much. Frank explains that all the things he did growing up, but no. the ghost explains that that's all full of shit, and these are just things he watched on TV. See, that would that would really mess up Christmas. What yeah. kind of an evil bitch leaves on Christmas? Yeah. You couldn't wait two days. Jesus. Frank says, "Take more third, give me some Chandler. Take me to the office." So the ghost does. But now it's 13 years later, 1968. So it's when Frank had pretty much just started working at I- IBS. Or is it IBC? Yes, the Irritable Bowel Station. Station. It's a big Christmas party. Uh, the ghost says that they always had Christmas parties until Frank took over. It's the mid-60s, so uh, there's some uh, crazy fashion going on. And a young woman is photocopying her buttocks and, and passing it out. Elaine said that she never wants to get that. I do not want a photocopy of anyone's buttocks as a present, so... And I told are, you, are you in danger of getting that? <laughs> I, I, I need to return one of your presents for me. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to put it out there, because sometimes we get each other podcast-related gifts. Oh, well. So please don't get me a photocopy of a butt. Like well, when you get 40 pounds of each. I don't... Uh, next Christmas, we I have our Christmas card ready now. trust <laughs> any photocopier with sitting on. I just... <laughs> also... The only photocopiers I've ever been exposed to were in public places or like in an office at the that school. That would be, you know, and I'm not removing my clothing. <laughs> I assumed if you were to get me a photo of a, that was a photocopy of someone's butt, you wouldn't use your own. I would have assumed okay. you would just All find right. a random one no. on the internet. Back to a wonderful life. <laughs> because During if a, you a, used a your party, work photocopy of like a butt, a picture of your her butt, butt you'd wow. get fired. I and would. probably would. Back to the podcast for Friday. She works at a school. <laughs> um, while everyone's dancing and yeah, you and, can fire for some shit like yeah. that. and having drinks, uh, Lou comes up his boss and tells Frank to stop working and have fun. And then a young woman, that young woman, asks uh, Frank out, but he says he's too busy, he has to work. And the older Frank uh, freaks out and says, "What an idiot he was." Then the ghost skips ahead to when he first meets Claire. He was walking by a store. She opens the door fast and hits him in the face, knocking him to the ground. Sparks fly. He picks up her stuff, and she says, thanks, Lumpy. She's talking about his head because he hit it multiple times. And asks if, uh, and he asks her to go to his Christmas party. But she says no. But later she asks if he wants to go get Chinese food. Which he declined with the blonde lady at the job. Yeah. But now he's like... Alright, I like you. The ghost takes Frank uh, a little bit farther into the future where I, I take it as they live together at this point, if not at least staying together at each other's houses a lot. I thought they lived together. That's what I thought. I thought so. 
it's Christmas Eve. They're hanging out. They do the whole one present on Christmas Eve thing. And uh, Claire receives Ginzu knives from Frank. And Frank opens his up, and it's a copy of the Karma Sutra. Hello. Which I also thought was kind of offensive. <laughs> she said she because would not like to get a present about how to have if, sex. If I would not like to receive a, pre- a manual on how to have sex <laughs> by the person like that. that I'm having sex with for Christmas. Because the implication is that I'm bad at sex. And if I am bad at sex, at sex, at sex I definitely would like you to tell me, but not at Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, Valentine's Day, my birthday. Those are not good days. Your birthday, good time. My birthday, not a good time. I guess it depends on the relationship. Like if they had a Deadpool 1 type relationship where they enjoyed exploring lots of different things. They did not. Perhaps this would be a fun present. Hmm. Let's try all these other new things this year. But if they didn't, then yeah, it is a weird thing. (laughs) Also... I mean, unless you've expressed a desire for knives, knives aren't really what I typically want for Christmas either. I think it's I just think more it's of a, a time, time thing. I thought it was kind of a thing about how his dad gave him meat and he was giving her knives. And he did say, I never liked He was giving her the meat. Hey. To give her knives up until well, he said I never liked yeah. a woman enough to give her 12 shots. Seemed like knives. maybe his dad was a so butcher. What's it's a wonderful life for watching that later. You can watch that. I will so have to watch meat. YouTube in the other room. So then oh, we shit. I don't want to watch it now. <laughs> Tony can watch it while I'm doing my puzzle. Oh. <laughs> it's a two-parter. You'll enjoy it. Then we fast forward again to a kids show. Uh, Frank is dressed like a large dog with kids all around him. And uh, Frank's boss, Lou, invites him and Claire to dinner. But they already have plans with other friends. But Frank sees this as an opportunity to maybe schmooze a little bit. And she's like, it's Christmas Eve, and we made these plans weeks ago. And he's like, well, we can have dinner with them anytime. <laughs> yeah. They fight and seem to break up on about this. Um, the ghost berates him, and then he leaves. Frank returns to the set of Scrooge. He thinks that maybe Claire was putting on uh, an act. So he says he's going to go check on her organization, make sure that it's on the up and up. We see Elliot again. He's donating blood for money this time, but passes out in an alleyway and is robbed. Frank's going over what he's what he wants to say to Claire on the way there. Uh, he's kind of fake fighting with her in his head. He walks into the shelter, still uh, mumbling and talking to himself, and one of the volunteers thinks that he's crazy and puts a blanket on him and sits him down. Uh, the three homeless people come over. They think he's the actor Richard Burton for some reason, and keep ha- Why did you uh, call me Dick? asking him to do Hamlet. Fakes and Tony was like looking at me, and I was like, I don't get it. And then he pulled up pictures, I was like, He doesn't even look like it. <laughs> he fakes out, fakes some uh, Anthony and Cleopatra to get them to leave, and then Claire runs over hearing this, and uh, he kisses her. Which and, I was like, And she That's just weird. like fucking no sounds alive, it was no big deal. That's a big deal. Keep your lips on, how you know she ain't married? She said she wasn't married when she came to see him at the TV station. She might have been lying. Although, how'd she get into the TV station? That's a question. Evidently, security was, was real lax yeah. because later in the movie, people just go off the street keep walking in. In and out. <laughs> he explains that he res- regrets not being with her. She smiles and seems uh, down with that, but before she can leave, other volunteers explain that there's all kinds of problems going on at, this, at the place. They Fuses have been blown, and their turkeys that they ordered have not showed up. In the AMP. So it's a little bit of a reversal where Claire's too busy for Frank at this time. 
Frank gets pissed and tells her, look, they can handle this. You know, they can run this whole show. And she's like, well, I just have to make a few phone calls if you give me a minute. And then he gets pissed and says, look, scrape them off. So if you want to save somebody, save yourself. Claire is, says, it's Christmas, Frank. He says, also, they're humbug. unpaid volunteers and I am in charge. So they're not making these phone calls. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't. And I Fuck mean, you, dude. Five minutes. <laughs> I haven't seen you I mean, in. He's not a good person. I haven't point. seen you in 14 years or however long it's been. <clears throat> and once again, your needs are more important than my needs. So fuck off. In like five minutes, you've already proven that. Mm-hmm. As he <clears throat> as he walks out of the homeless shelter, uh, one of those guys from earlier walks up and asks him if he can get a couple dollars. It'll help him heat up his place. Frank refuses and leaves. He returns to the set and sees that Bryce is now running uh, the, re- the last of the dress rehearsals and is very upset. And he wants to chew, chew Bryce out, but he immediately says he has to go because he's having drinks with Preston. The set lights go out one by one as the crew all leave for dinner, but then one comes on in the distance, and in it is the is um, I guess it's a fairy godmother. She's, she's the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, she's the ghost. She's of She's got present. fairy wings. She comes over, starts to beat him up. She kicks him in the Franken beans and slaps him. Uh, she continues to abuse him. She blows a blows glitter on his face, and a large X appears on his jaw. And she tells him to close his eyes, and then she knocks him on his ass. Um, when he gets up, he's at Grace's house. The kids are trying to figure out a puzzle. They can't seem to get, uh, but they go to wash up, and Calvin walks over and easily solves it. Frank is impressed. He asks, what's wrong with the little guy? And she's, uh, Christmas present, right? Mm -hmm. Christmas Mm -hmm. present says that he hasn't spoken since his father died. Frank isn't aware that Grace's husband died. Five years ago. Five years ago. So how old is this kid? Like and eight? That implies that he's seven or eight. Yeah, that he had spoken before. Yeah. But he looks like he's five. <laughs> so, well, this kid just started talking, you know, doo-doo, boo-poo, up, oh, dad, gone, peep, done. Yeah. Like another I don't think he said stuff. doo-doo, but maybe. How do you know? He might have said doo-doo. But the ghost is like, how do you not know her husband died? She wore black for a year. And he's like, I thought it was a fashion thing. People like, were wearing black. I think it's weird that she wore black for a year. It's in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you go and, sure, you can mourn your husband for as long as you want, but people don't wear mourning anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank asks if the kid will be okay. And she says, it's up to Calvin. He has to break the spell. Calvin watches A Christmas Carol on TV. And when Tiny Tim says, God bless us, everyone, Calvin nods emphatically. Grace well, and it's her, one of those sweet moments. Yeah. Grace and her family all pile onto her son on the kitchen and start to tickle him. The fairy godmother, or whatever, picks at, picks at Frank until he agrees to give uh, Claire a raise. I think she's doing a raise. You think? Well, she might be. I'll have to look at it. You might. But she's like, look, they're happy and they're poor. So they don't need money. They're happy. Well, they do need money, but you can be happy without being rich. And the uh, Grace blows a raspberry on her son's stomach, and then the uh, ghost does this to Frank, then knocks him out. He wakes up at his brother's house. This ghost is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand all like, the... Like, here, look at this toaster. Let me up. hit you with a toaster. Yeah. She hit the man in the pills. Okay, what did you hit the man in the pills for? You didn't do nothing. No. 
all the I family. I guess it was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't funny either. at all. I was just. I was like, why? And when she pulled his lip down, she really hurt him. Like she tore yeah, his I lip. Saw that in the, the trivia. Apparently, she hurt him pretty bad. I bet he hates her to this day. Like, you keep her away from me. <laughs> so all the family at his brother's house is playing Trivial Pursuit. Uh, James's girlfriend or wife, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, brings him Frank's gift. His friends joke because uh, Frank bought him a shower curtain last year. <laughs> you didn't see it. <laughs> but James opens it up and sees it's a brand new VCR. It's a Pioneer VCR. And the Ooh. box, friends, if you don't know, the box for this VCR was <laughs> it's like ginormous. A, it's like a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I bet that thing was really heavy, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about, remember when DVD players first came out? Some of you made it, made it? Oh, like, twice that big. <laughs> I remember when my dad first got a VCR, uh, we would rent them from the video store, and it was like, it was like the size of a fucking, I don't know, like a cooler. Yeah. And it had a top loader. We had a top loader. You put it in and top loader, and it had a remote control that was connected by a wire. I was like, oh, wow. Shit. <laughs> yeah, this is big, big heavy-duty motherfucker. Our first we VCR was a top loader, and of course it broke. So we had like a five-pound weight that you had to put on top of it. Because you put the tape in, it wouldn't stay down. Yeah. So you had to put it in and then put the weight on it. Yep. And then he immediately bought another VCR so that he could record tapes and stuff. Jeez. So stupid. But, um, and then somehow these geniuses figured out how to do it so you couldn't do that. It would mess up with Yeah, yeah. Like, geniuses. And then you just got cable and recorded everything off the TV. Mm-hmm. Which is why we had Jesus of Nazareth, the miniseries on tape. And Conan. Mm-hmm. The Barbarian and the Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Red Sonia. Mm-hmm. Robocop. Ali Hopnoodle, Saving a Bliss. Heartbreak Reed. Oh, God. That movie. Um, so... Uh, what's the name? James's wife says that this VCR must be a mistake uh, because every year you invite him over and every year he blows you off. When are you going to wise up and stop talking to him? James says, never. He's family. Which is nice. Which hits, this hits Frank a little bit. This is your first podcast. Put your phone on vibrate. He gets misty eyed. Because it wasn't making any noise until you texted your son. And he says uh, that James can keep the VCR because, you know, it's text deductible. It's not. He's cheating on his taxes. You don't get to buy presents for your family I, and deduct I, it. Does that surprise you? <laughs> I'm an IRS agent. I know these That's things. That's true. As well as Jess. But well, doesn't yeah. he threaten to fire Grace because she gave him the VCR when she was told to give him yeah. a towel? <laughs> um, next question Depends comes they up. work in a state with unions? I don't know. Next, next question. Can he prove that he told her not to buy a VCR? You don't have to She do had that. a list of towels and VCRs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, next question comes up and it's about Gilligan's Island Frank knows it because it's TV related he wants to stay and watch but uh, the ghost tells him no uh, and beats his ass with a toaster Frank falls again and gets up but at this time he's the frozen under sewers of the city did you know the name of the boat? no I did not until they said it I did watch a lot of Gilligan's Islands growing up but <laughs> Um, it's been a while. He yells, but no one can hear him. And uh, he notices that homeless guy from earlier that asked him for money. But despite sitting there smiling next to his own little Christmas tree, he's dead. Frozen solid. Frank yells at him for not staying with Claire. Um, and he runs away through a door and ends up back on the set. It's three minutes till showtime. Bryce grabs Frank and tells Grace to what take... What are you doing? None yet. 
Mm. Just put my iPad down. It's dinging at me. Because you keep texting your son in a group chat. You're supposed to be paying attention to the podcast. I am paying attention. I know exactly what just happened. What happened? So Claire punched him in the ding ding. No, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? No. So Bryce grabs Frank and tells Grace to take him upstairs and get him to relax. He's obviously having trouble. Moving toward the elevator, it opens and a huge Grim Reaper is there. Frank freaks out and accidentally hits Grace in the face, but it's just an actor in a suit for the show that they're filming. Now that's funny. Grace returns to Calvin, who's watching rehearsals, and sees Mary Lou Retton do her backsprings, and she says, God bless us, everyone, and he smiles. The show is underway. Fairly impressive. I can't do that. Frank is in his office, staring out the window as the moon turns red. The control room is buzzing. Everyone's working to keep the show going. Frank's having his tab and vodka... (laughs) And then he opens. Uh, hey, his you know what? I'm gonna find some, <laughs> some, some tab. Guess what you're drinking, my we'll friend? Have to drink that. You have to find some tab well, first yeah. of all. Unless you got a DeLorean in the backyard, I don't know. Uh, he then opens his present from his brother James, and it's a single. It's a signed picture uh, from them when they were little kids. And he said he made it. And the picture frame is rather, you know, intricate. Maybe he's he did inlaid. inlaid. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. His woodworking shop must be phenomenal. As Frank watches the show and sips his drink, the real Grim Reaper reaches for him, but just as it's about to grab him, his office door bursts open and Elliot comes in all fucked up with a shotgun, 9 to 5 style. He throws (laughs) random blasts at Frank while explaining how his life has gone to complete shit. Frank tries to tell Elliot Elliot that actually his day has been worse, but Elliot does not listen and he continues to blast at him. Frank falls through the elevator doors and is side by side with another Grim Reaper. Frank throws sarcastic remarks at him, tells him to back off, believing it's the one he from said, earlier. It may work with the ladies, but not me. Back off. What ladies does that work on? <laughs> I mean, I've never worn a Grim Reaper outfit. Would which, that work that on you? you? Know of. What, some dude got all up in my face? No. What if he's in a Grim Reaper outfit, though? No. Definitely not. <laughs> what if when you open the Grim Reaper outfit, there's peoples and souls inside the ribcage? I then shouldn't you get be hot. just taking strangers' clothes off. <laughs> so I would never open that. Wait, room. you don't Somebody's think Somebody's not coming to our Christmas party. <laughs> I'm not coming to that party. What kind of party are you throwing over there, Tony? Grim Reaper party. Jeez, it's Christmas. The Grim Reaper key party? Grim Reaper key (laughs) party? Yeah, I'll come over here. I don't know what Tony's doing at the house. (laughs) So this is the real deal Holyfield Reaper, and he leads Frank down a corridor to another room. Did you actually write real deal Holyfield in there? Yeah. Wow, I probably didn't spell Holyfield right. Um, inside is an older Calvin still not talking. Um, his mom is visiting him. Uh, he seems to be in some kind of institution. He's in a padded room. They would not institutionalize you because you don't talk. What is happening in the 80s? You don't know. Maybe he didn't talk and then stabbed somebody. That'll do it. Um, they get back in the so elevator. So that hole real easy. He doesn't talk and he stabs <laughs> the Vato in the face with a soldering iron. That'll do it. Why has it got to be a vato? Oh, okay. I used the word vato. Is that wrong? Look, don't tangle ass. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> they get back in the elevator. This time it leads to Claire and her friends having lunch, and some poor kids are outside the window begging for food. Claire tells the waiter to run them off. A friend asks her, asks, uh, tells her to you know, calm down, Claire, but she says, no, a friend of hers gave her some good advice once. Scrape them off. Save yourself. 
Frank starts to tear up a little bit. And her makeup looks like it was done by the Joker in Batman. <laughs> it's very fairly severe. Maybe it was the same makeup artist on this movie and on Batman 89. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's, it's only a year later. super white and super cakey. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tim Burton watched this and goes, ooh, Maybe. that's my Joker. The last place they take uh, the Reaper takes him is a funeral. Frank is sad because he believes it's James. He gets all upset, but then he realizes this isn't James, this is his funeral, and he's about to be cremated. He freaks out. He doesn't want to burn. He begs, don't let them burn me. James, don't let them burn me. If you don't, you'll end up a zombie. He continues to scream, I want to live, I want to live. And then he's in the the casket. While beating on the casket lid, his legs start to burn. He keeps screaming and beating, but then the elevator door opens up, and he steps out a new man. Hallelujah. Starts, yeah, playing. He's ecstatic and yelling how happy he is just as Elliot puts a shotgun in his mouth. <laughs> and then Frank sidesteps it and hugs him. He kisses him and blows a raspberry on his stomach. Which is all kinds of wrong. <laughs> well, like sexual harassment is what that is. Well, when someone puts a shotgun in your mouth, you know. I guess I'm sorry. It. You don't get to blow a raspberry out of no. my belly just because yes, I you put do. a shotgun it's in your mouth. A Virginia no. law. <laughs> Maybe you need to study them a little What's better. Funny? Is that how this would go down? Wait, did they sneak that law in the latest stimulus package? I think they did. It was like everybody gets 600 bucks, and if someone puts a shotgun in your mouth, you can blow a raspberry. No, because in reality, if you did this, this same situation happened, Frank Cross would get arrested for sexually oh. assaulting this guy. He'd be like, he put a shotgun in my mouth. He'd be like, all right, that doesn't give you the right to assault him. So like, that motherfucker tried they're to blow all, me away. They're all going to jail. Mm. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he shot the whole place up with shotguns, take hostages, but all that. No, because they put a little love in their heart. Oh, that's right. And so they tied that up makes rice. It all go so. away. Um, so then he hires Elliot back we're not there yet he hires Elliot back at two times his salary with a promotion no no check with anybody and he's like do you like my office you can have my office where are you gonna go (laughs) but but Elliot says no no. (laughs) he says I was a schmuck but now I am not a schmuck Mm. there's 15 minutes left Frank grabs Elliot and they jump in an elevator Uh, on the set Ebenezer Screws walks up and has his little epiphany. Yells down to a, a boy on the street to bring him a goose and throws him, flips him a coin. But Frank steps up and snatches it out of the air. Everyone in the control room freaks out because this is live. Um, and, but Elliot runs in with a shotgun and tells him not to stop filming. Yeah, because that's what you do. Yeah. That would work. That's legal. It would, I don't know if it's as long legal. as he blows a re- rose raspberry on all of us. Right. Frank, well, they blow him on his stomach. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. It's been a while. But if someone walks in with a shotgun and they tell you don't cut away, you don't cut away. <laughs> That's free advice. Now, I, d- I wouldn't know if they cut away, quite frankly, because I don't know what any of the buttons do. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you wouldn't be working they in the control They could tell room. me that they're still running it and not be, and I wouldn't know nope. the difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, he works in TV, so he might. So Frank gives a heartfelt talk about the meaning of Christmas. It's very incoherent. Yeah. Yeah. He shows the picture his brother gave him. He comes clean on live TV about the VCR, tells him he loves it. And I him. would have turned this off way before he got to that. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Like, Is it like a train wreck you can't stop watching? No. Right. I would have been it, like... This might have got interesting. Like, hold on. I remember like, I sat through this whole Solid Gold Dancers Dickens thing, and now this dude's going to have a meltdown. Nope. Thank you. Ooh, look. And come next week it's at Snoopy. work when everybody's talking about it. <laughs> Um, and then he tells me, I don't follow the crowd. <laughs> I'm not a lemming. Well, this time you'd be able to channel server, find that movie with James Conn. You know what I'm talking about? You do picture in picture. Yeah. You know. 
And they, um, then he tells him the answer to the trivia question. Uh, Preston calls and demands to know who, who is in charge of all this. Elliot says, it's Bryce. And then he tells him a bunch of shit that Bryce... Do, do TVs even do picture-in-picture picture anymore? I don't know. I don't think so. My mom had a TV that did picture-in-picture. Picture. I remember them, like, in the 2000, early 2000. The 90s they did it. Yeah. But it was, like, really cool. Like, check it out. Oh, look, you can switch back and forth. You're like, whoa. Man, I can watch the game and watch the game. Frank orders champagne for everyone on the set. He kisses one of the dancers under the mistletoe, kind of randomly. It's a law. It's a federal law, actually. Yeah. Uh, he says uh, that the kiss was good, but not great. The only great one is Claire. Claire runs outside to call a taxi, and one shows up. She says, can you get me to the IBC building in three minutes? What floor? What floor? It's the, gris- the ghost of Christmas past. And it's Buster Poindexter. Yeah. Frank gets everyone to start singing, and everyone cheers. At this point, every person is happy and hugging. Except and, for the uh, people in the control room that are still like, is this guy going to shoot me? <laughs> right. he yeah. cracked off a round. Do you see the one woman in the con- control room that's practically having a panic attack? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frank says he understands now. Um, everybody needs to look out for each other and take care of each other. Put a little love now. Starts to cry again and says, have a Merry Christmas. Calvin pulls away from um, and walks over to Frank, tugging on his pants, pants leg. Frank looks down at him and says, did I miss something, big man? Calvin nods and says, yes, God bless us, everyone. Cal- Calvin's family cheers. Frank sees Claire and drags her onto set, pulls her under, a mis- under the mistletoe on his hat and kisses her. And then he feels a disturbance in the force. He looks over and sees Hayden Christensen, Alec Guinness, and Yoda. No, no, no. no. Oh. You might have hit the picture in picture. Is that the wrong one? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. He sees all the ghosts, past, present, future. And Lou and the homeless guy <laughs> are all spirits on top of the roof. Um, so I guess that guy did freeze to death. Yeah. And then what everyone... What was his name, Hank? Horror? Huh? I don't remember. Harold? Hank. I thought it was Hank. Hank? We'll go with Hank. And then everyone in the movie sings. Put a little love in your heart. And, well, the best part, I don't know about the best, but the <laughs> ending part was when Bill Murray comes up and he's talking to the audience. I remember seeing this in the theater. Because in the theater, it's better. Because he's like, all right, all of you on the left, start singing. All of you on the right, are right, just the girls. Because it's Bill Murray talking to the audience. So it's like, wow. I was eight. <laughs> it was cool. Stop looking at me like that. You're still doing it. I just said, don't do that. What did you think? She's John. judging me with her eyes. I can't do it when she's staring at me like that. Alright, so my favorite character is um I'll, I'll go with Frank. Okay. Because I don't know, there wasn't many options. My least favorite character is the ghost of Christmas present. There was no reason she needed to beat up Bill Murray that much. That was excessive. And it wasn't funny, right? Yeah, it was a little, a little silly. Um my favorite line. Mm-hmm. Is anything that Elliot says when he comes in drunk with a shotgun. He's like, you know, rascally rabbit, and he's, he's hunting him like he's Elmer Fudd. So all of that was just, even now when I watch it, it makes me smile and giggle. Um, my favorite tertiary object, you're going to love this. Inside of the secretary's apartment, there's a post that says, Free South Africa. Mm-hmm. And I see that every time, and I think the same thing. Free South Africa, you dumb son of a bitch. With the weapon. Yep. You dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> that same poster was one man, the weapon, too. One vote? One man, one vote. That's it. Which Richard Donner, you know. Yeah. So that's... He was really on that Free South Africa yeah. thing, and I'm glad it worked out for him. Yeah. Um, is that everything? I don't forget. Favorite scene? Oh, my favorite scene. Um, 
I'll have to go with uh, Put a Little Love in Your Heart at the end there, where they all start singing. And Bill Murray's like, all right, you on the left, you on the right. Mm-hmm. I'm going with that. All right. And I will give this a low yay. Like, a low yay. And this is... It was, as I'm watching it, it was going to be a May Bay, but as you're talking it over again, it made me think about how much I like the movie. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> but enough. But just enough to say, I, I watch it every year. And I've watched it every year almost since the late 80s, so. Tradition. Yeah. Tradition. Carly? All right, my favorite character, I went with Grace and Calvin, the mom's son. <laughs> okay. You didn't like her other kids, just the one. No, just the one. <laughs> Those other kids decorated the poor kids. Sure. Come on. <laughs> they were having fun with their little it, brother. No, it wasn't cute. They were picking on the little brother, and I don't appreciate it. Oh, my least favorite well, let's character shit on his face. was his bizarre, weird-ass boss. <laughs> like, Preston? let's do programming for cats and dogs. Oh. And I still don't think that's ridiculous. He seemed like, like he supported all of the stuff that... Frank had done that made the 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 studio a bad place to work. Like they're like, well, when you came, you stopped doing Christmas parties. Well, if the boss wanted to do a Christmas party, you still would. You know, <laughs> like I just felt like a lot of the stuff that he did that people didn't like his boss. If he could have easily overturned it and been like, no, you can't do that. If if he wanted, if his boss wanted him to give cash bonuses, they would have given bonuses. You know, like they just seemed like. A lot of the stuff that attribute was attributed to him, his boss could have easily fixed um, if he wanted to. So, and then my favorite line was, "Mom, when are we gonna get a real Christmas tree when they're free?" And my favorite scene was the segment with the ghost of Christmas future. And my favorite tertiary object was the blood mobile that pays for blood in the middle of what does not look like a uh, good place for Tim part of town. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, that's how you get some tainted Welcome back. blood. Blade <laughs> 2. Yeah, maybe I'm, they're vampires. I'm going to maybe. It definitely suck. So Carly mm-hmm. has found the vampires secretly hidden in Scrooge. <laughs> yes. Maybe, you said? Yeah. Mm. It was okay. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have to. Blame. You'll be in the room when it's on. Well, my favorite character is Claire. She's the She was only, almost my favorite character. She's the only... She's certainly the best actor in this movie. Actor. And um, she's Trevor the Flattery. nicest character. Um, my least favorite character is the ghost of Christmas present. Um, I'll, part of it is because I couldn't understand a goddamn thing this, act, this lady is saying. And I have this problem with this particular actress. She does... She's in the... She's been in. She was in Taxi. She played yeah, she lots of does, like a weird Princess Muppet but voice. Yeah, she has like a Muppet voice, <laughs> yeah. and it's not. And she's encouraged in her act in her roles to do voices as part of her as an actor. As an actor, and I can't understand what she's saying. She's yeah. from the Adams family. Welcome she back didn't to the podcast. Make any sense? She was the mom. She was welcome back to the podcast. I just said that. And the, she was the grandma. That's what I said. She's not the mom. The, the mom. mom. The mom of Morticia is Morticia. She's grandma. No, though the mom of Morticia is. Grammary. Mm-hmm. Anywho, but she's terrible, and I don't understand what I don't understand what the violence was supposed to give us. It was supposed to be slapstick comedy, but it wasn't funny. I don't understand what the violence. Like, was well, I thought us. maybe like when the Stooges do it. Because I watched it too, and I was like, "What is this for?" And I was like, "Well, maybe it's supposed to be like presently his life's beating him up, but it's not because he lives fine. He's yeah. rich and treats everyone like shit. He doesn't have any problems. Like 
Maybe presently he's beating everyone else up. Yeah. My favorite <laughs> scene is when he is uh, from the Ghost of Christmas Past sequence when you see him with his mom and his dad, and then his mom leaves and he starts to cry. It's my favorite scene. It's the worst scene. Maybe. I don't know why Carly was so upset about it. Um, my favorite line she's dead inside. is <laughs> Shanann Lerbong. Uh, my favorite line is, we're indivisible. If I work late, then you work late. If you can't work late, then I can't work late. Then I can't work late. Um, and my favorite tertiary object is the mice with the antlers. Because she's they're staples. so goddamn adorable. Um, I'm giving this a nay. I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> wow. There's just, I don't find it entertaining on any front. And all it really made me want to do is watch Gremlins 2. I support that. Mm-hmm. Watch Gremlins 1. I support that. I watch them both in a double feature. Mm-hmm. I support that. I support all those things. <clears throat> all right, so my favorite character is Claire and Lou. Because Lou saves Frank by setting mm-hmm. all this up. Uh-huh. My least favorite character is Bryce and goes to Christmas present. My favorite line is, I never liked a girl enough before to give her 12 sharp knives. That was a good line. That was a sweet scene, too. That was. My favorite scene is the one Steely McSteelerson took. Uh, Me? No. Her. No, like. No. Goes to Christmas past, takes him to see his parents. Because he gets teary? And you're not dead inside? You don't like put sure, a little love in your heart? Come on. But, but thinking about that, you guys... Or maybe it was one of you pointed out that isn't a Christmas song. No, it's not. <laughs> I pointed that out. Yeah, it's not a Christmas. It's song. a fun song it's to sing. Of, it's just a song. It's kind of forced on us as a Christmas song. <laughs> like, you know what? There's a shortage of Christmas songs. <laughs> you know what else isn't a Christmas song? Baby, it's cold outside. What the fuck's that song got to do with Christmas? No, but you hear it every year. But at least it's it's not Christmassy at all. Why? Because it's but at least cold. There's snow in it. <laughs> like it's. It's a winter song. <laughs> yeah, it's a winter song. Well, you know, you know, hey, you know what's great about Christmas? It's it's the beginning of winter, like the winter solstice just happened. Yeah, this is why we celebrate Christmas on the twenty fifth. It's a pagan thing. We'll get back to that yeah. later. My favorite tertiary object is in Frank Cross's office. He has a plaque across the window that says it has a definition, like a Webster's definition of the word cross, and it mm-hmm. says it's a piece of wood you nail people to. <laughs> Whoa! I just think that's kind of funny. I will, I guess I will lightly yay this movie, too. Let you picked it. He guesses. It's okay to like a movie, Tony. No, no, I, I, I picked it because it's an, it's one of those movies that I'm always like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie, I'll watch it. And I never kind of get around to watching it, and then I picked it again, and I watched it this time, and I was like, it's not that good. It's not that great. It's okay. <laughs> but it's too, like, you watch it, and you're like, this is a mess. Like if somebody tightened the script up, it's a very cool idea, and you could very some very good scenes, and you could see how this could be a good movie. But the script's just a mess. Like it needed somebody, and like I think we maybe we were talking about this before the podcast, but I think you know as much as everyone loves Bill Murray, I've heard a lot of shit about him being a pain in the ass, and mm-hmm. and a lot of the trivia talks about that he was a pain in the ass in this movie, and he tried to Tom Cruise it where he takes over everything and just kind of fucks up everything, and they're like, all right, well you're not a writer or director. Go write or direct your own fucking movie, mm-hmm. you know? But, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and goodwill towards men. Yes. That's that. Hey! That. All right! Well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Twitter at unmoviepodcast, on Instagram at unmoviepodcast. Dogs, you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. 
I didn't look at the trivia for this movie, so I don't know. There's something that, that I thought was really interesting, and I wanted to bring it up, Put and now I can't find Okay, so Bill Murray turned down leading roles in Rain Man, Big, and Cocktail to make this film. Can you, Now, would this movie have been better if it was wow, Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise yeah. Would this movie have been better if it was Tom Hanks? I bet a by oh, a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And could you see Dustin Hoffman as Scrooged? No. I don't no. think he could have done it. He's not intimidating enough. But my thing is... Actually, this, yeah. Who's, who was, he's, he's a good actor. Who's Murray going to play in Rain Man? He Rain, was Man. Gonna Rain Man. He was going to play Rain Man in Rain Man? I could yes. see him doing that. Yeah. Which, if you and look his at like his... Rayman, it's Rayman. It's Rayman. But if you look at like his character that he played in Caddyshack... Like he would have played it like. I mean, that's like, I don't know. I like that movie the way. But it is. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I also don't think he could have done. Bi- I don't think he would have been as good as Tom Hanks no. as Big. No. But I no. can see no. why that he would have been <laughs> but, offered that role. Yeah. But I don't understand how he could have gotten offered the cocktail. Cocktail. Tom Cruise's role. Tom, Tom Cruise's role. He was going to be doing a hippie hippie shake. Nah. I think not. Nah. You know what we should watch. Well, cocktail. they don't. He's not a track. It's the leading role. And Tom Cruise's. His character is like a thing. A part of it is that he's really he's, hot. He's yeah. really, really and attractive. Bill Murray's not. Well, it says leading roles, so I'm. I mean, I maybe. Was Cog- Cogden. Cogden. No. Cogden. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, that, he would have had to have been a role for him in '88. Because they said leading roles. Well, at it this was, point, he was living in Paris and was changed, thinking of retiring. They probably would have changed the script for Bill Murray. Like things change when you get your actor. They change yeah, it. Like Scrooge. Which, if they remade this and they use the original script, would this be better? I was going to say, I like, Cobra. Thought, I kind of want to see Tom Hanks do Scrooge to that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so he good? He would have been good. That would have been really He good. could do it now. Yeah. He could. Well, call him. All right. Let me go. <laughs> uh, Will's calling me. I got to call him. Again? <laughs> All right. Well, well, hey. Unlike you, he didn't answer his messages Next, what, during the podcast. That was business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next week. On the podcast. Is Carly's pick. For the what? new year. Not for the new year, yep. And I picked Kate and Leopold. Starring 2001. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And what's her name? Uh, thank you. Or, um, no, she was Lincoln. great in You've Got Mail. She's pretty fantastic in Joe vs. Volcano in all three of her roles. Uh, she was great in anything she did with Tom Hanks. Uh, She's fantastic in Sleepless in Seattle, even though the whole premise of that movie is terrible. It is terrible. 